Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, from Jakarta to around the world, get ready for the Cutting Oranges Podcast, your window into the world of the Jakarta Barbarians Cricket Club, where you will hear from those that were there from the very beginning, all the way to those who are there now. From the drop catches and the thick outside edges, to the big sixes and the five wicket hauls, and all the big moments in between. So, whether you're stuck in a traffic jam on the way from Chibubur, or heading down to Penchuati on a bus, do yourself a favor and grab yourself an ice-cold bintang as we kick off this episode. Here are your hosts, John Baker and Josh Von Viana. Welcome to another edition of the Cutting Oranges podcast, the Jakarta Barbarians walk down memory lane. We are joined again today by a very special guest. Oliver, how are you going, mate? All good. Thank you so much, John. Great to, uh, great to be here. Thanks for joining us. And uh, again, with us on this journey is uh, Josh. How are you, Josh? Baker. Back again. I'm good, mate. Um, was out at the uh, batting nets in North Jakarta last night with the Barbarians. Uh, I didn't know the whole time I've been here, but there's actually um, some you know, uh, ball machines out there that they... Uh, can crank up to 100 k's an hour. So we were down there uh, doing a bit of batting practice. It's been great. Where, sorry, is this at Gandhi or which? Where, where's the next? No, no, I'll, I'll give the shout out. Actually, it's called Amarindo Batting Cages. There's an American guy down there. He's just set it up as a hobby. You can pay uh, 500,000 and hit as many balls as you want for hours on end. Baseball. Yeah, but he sets it up on an angle. So, and he's, he's already. You know, I think Baldy's actually been involved to set it up for cricket as well. So yeah, one net with bowling, um, and then one guy would rotate out and just be uh, smacking balls. Right. Well, that yeah. explains your black eye. <laughs> <laughs> I was taking um, with my helmet. How many? Um, how many did you face at hundred clicks an hour? How'd you go? Oh, it's pretty tough. I'll be honest. Um, the light wasn't that good. I didn't do very well. A couple of the other guys were much better than me. A lot of excuses. Um, a lot of yeah. excuses. No, no, it was it was good fun. It's it's uh, you kind of got to adjust your start if you want to play forward. You know, there's a bit of variation in the bounce, but you know, if you want to get forward or back, you kind of have to set yourself early. So, and it's the yeah. two t- it's the two tires, right? So if you can make one spin no, faster, it's a, yeah, it's yeah, a, uh, oh, the vertical one. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's he's got other ones uh, elsewhere. I think that he's he's uh, sold to the Musantara guys that can make it swing and spin and all sorts of yeah, stuff. Yeah, spin quite a good fun. If you spin a wheel faster than the other one, you can get swing and spin. It they they, they can go pretty. Yeah. They they can get pretty insane. All right, Joshua. Before we uh, before we put Ollie through his paces, um, did you know? Well, once again, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna involve Ollie in the did you know? I'm gonna start off with a question. Goedemorgen, uh, Ollie. I know it's not, I know it's not the morning, but that's the only uh, Dutch word I ever learned, being half Dutch. So uh, I thought we'd, we'd kick off with a bit of Dutch history, mate. And we'll see, We'll see. you know, you spent a lot of time in Indonesia and you're obviously a, a, a Dutchman. So I'm going to ask you a question. When was the first expedition from, the, from a Dutchman to Indonesia? Well, those were then the, uh, as we call them in the Netherlands, the, the, the golden ages. So that would, be, would have been... Um... 1600s pretty close the first one was in 1596 um it didn't go too well to be honest most of them died and then in the 1600s that's right the voc was founded the voc is a very important part of uh, indonesian history over a million voyages they took um trading spices uh committing crimes whatever they were doing (laughs) doing all sorts of stuff um interestingly the first company to ever be floated on the stock exchange the first publicly uh, floated company, first company to be deemed too big to fail, and at its peak, check this out, it was worth 78 million guilders, which is 7.9 trillion dollars today. That's more than all the top 10 highest um, grossing companies at the moment. Take so, note, listeners. Take note. It's, it's pretty amazing. Um, I don't want to get into it, but I, I did do some research on why they failed, and it basically seemed like they were doing Kiwi Edmund. They were. <laughs> they were they didn't do very good math, and they uh, hadn't sorted out their methods, so they got um, they didn't do too well in the end there. But yeah, it was nationalised in 1800, and you know Indonesia then became a you know before before it was the Dutch East Indies, it was largely run by a private company, and then in the 1800s it became a Dutch colony. So 
interesting part of Indonesian history there. Absolutely, yes, yes. And it, it brought a lot to both countries. Yeah, interestingly, and it's, it seems like a very Dutch thing to me that, you know, one of the one of the comparisons I saw on, um, online was that, you know, like Amazon, one of these massive countries, it was a terrible employer, paid very low wages and, uh, you know, really struggled to maintain good staff. So some things don't change. They set a good standard. Well, yeah, I guess I guess uh, considering that nine out of ten would die along the voyage, that the hazardous phase should have probably gone up a little bit uh, as the voyages became longer and longer. But it may, that's in hindsight, and uh, we're luckily living in the twenty-first century and doing all great, aren't we? Well, the Dutch is still a massive uh, shipping operation out of Rotterdam and stuff. So yeah, yeah, good work. Yeah, Very thank good. you, George. Very good. So Ali, um, definitely, uh, definitely looking forward to uh, your backstory here. Um, I guess, how did you arrive in Indonesia and, and how long were you there? And um, you're now in Singapore. Um, let's yeah, maybe, yeah. you know, let's all, let's go back from the, from the beginning. Yeah. Well, we got to go back to, um, to 2009 then. Um, <clears throat> the background. So, so I, I lived it. I've lived all over the world actually with my, uh, with my father or my parents and um, uh, they, they took me all over the world and, at some point, after having lived in uh, in war zones, uh, the last one was was uh, Lebanon. My parents thought it was a good thing for me to go back to the to the Netherlands, or the family had to go back to the Netherlands and spend some some quiet time in uh, in the countryside of the Netherlands. And uh, it turned out I was miserable because it was missing a bit of excitement. And in, in uh, so I, I did a lot of my uh, my high school there. And uh, in t- 2009, my father got, had the opportunity to move to Indonesia as the uh, defense attaché for Southeast Asia. And um, they asked me whether I wanted uh, whether I wanted to join, and and I, I gladly said yes with one uh, with one condition. So the plan was they moved to Indonesia. I just I was I just done my my high school. They'd move to Indonesia, and I would uh, stay there for a week or two, maybe, and uh, and then I'd fly off to uh, to New Zealand. Would you believe it? And uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I would I would do I would do a year sort of traveling, trying to to find what I was what I wanted to do and make a future for myself. And uh, I, I think after a week, I think uh, it, it hit it hit me. It, the, the the extent of the gem that I struck in uh, in, in, in the big durian just came became apparent, and I said to my parents, "Well, if you don't mind, I'll just stick it out here for a while." They were living in a massive place out in Menteng, and we had Megawati as our neighbor. And uh, yeah, I guess as a 19-year-old boy, I guess you could say <laughs> it sort of sort of grows to your head, and and and. Like my whole world sort of exploded from there on. I started getting into all sorts of businesses, which I wasn't allowed to get into. I was abusing my diplomatic, um, my diplomatic pass, <laughs> left, right, and center. Um, driving on the busway just because, hey, there's a quicker way to get around. And uh, I was one of the first, just a little sour, I was one of the first... Um, people with diplomatic states so I wasn't a diplomat but I just said my father was but I just had the status I was one of the first people in Indonesia that had realized that you can actually get a motorbike with diplomatic license plates <laughs> so one you can get on the bus lane two you can cut all queues and whatnot all the traffic lights you just go straight to the front and really really think you're on top of the world but as a matter of fact I had achieved fuck all because <laughs> it says my father there was serving along and, um, so yeah this was I was, I was this two years I was sort of bumming away waking up in, in, in the middle of the day and getting ready for the next party and dragonfly and immigrant and those places and then after two years it sort of started started to sink in that this wasn't uh, and infinite journey that I was on and I had to sort of get myself organized and through uh, through uh, as you all know most of you would know uh, Taco uh, Taco Bottom I, I managed to uh, he, he offered me a, a job more of an internship actually a job internship uh, 
to to help him set up his uh, his operation in Kalimantan, South Kalimantan, which was a was a really great uh, accepted. It was great great journey to uh, to to go on. I was flown into Banjarmasin of all places, South Kalimantan. There seems to be a bit of a recurring story with many of the barbarians that people are being dropped into the middle of nowhere and told to sort of <laughs> get going. And uh, but it is the best learning curve, isn't it? And you you learn the language very quickly. And I think ultimately that was the main main goal. Really get me ingrained in in, in some of the Indonesian culture and language, and, and not so much uh, work experience because really what. How much can you can you absorb when you're in the middle of the jungle, uh, trying to find a a palm tree that is uh, that has a very good yield yieldage based on on various parameters. Were you searching and for I, the Nipah, were you? Were we, were that you, was were right. We, yeah, were yeah. Were you in the Nipah expeditions? I've heard I a lot of guys Nipah. that have hooked up with 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 Taka there and gone on these uh, wild expeditions to Papua, uh, you know, Borneo, and looking for Nipah palms. So. Pretty. I mean, I, I I still work in the in the jungle, as you know, Ollie. And it's, it's, yeah. I can tell you, it is hot work. It's a it's a it's not for everybody. It takes a it takes a certain person to be able to to trudge around in those forests and those peat swamps, and you know, it's good fun. Well, it is. Yeah. And I guess I guess I guess the 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 the, the children books make glorify it a bit, and and there's there's clearly a dark side to it. But uh, but overall, I, I found it a amazing experience and, and one I wouldn't have missed for the for the life of me. Um, so I did that for uh, for a year, and then I went back uh, back to Jakarta, and I got I got offered a job. <laughs> Not sure whether this should be put in the uh, in the podcast, but I was selling pensions for one of these uh, boiler room places, <laughs> just sort of getting into the business like getting people getting to know people and i thought that was the angle right? get to know people and then sort of move into what you want to do you're selling pensions yes it's flogging pensions yeah okay yeah pension plans right. you we're, we're yeah, selling financial. other people's pensions off yeah, yeah. wow well, yeah well i hope we're still friends sir john yeah no you didn't i didn't <laughs> you, you never sold me anything no i wasn't with them anymore that was a that was a very long yeah. Long, uh, a very short-lasting uh, career after I got in, onto the table in uh, in Lowy's after a massive, I mean, financial services. So we did have good good weeks, and I got onto the onto the table in Lowy's after one of the good weeks and dropped my pants. And yeah, that was sort of my, the end of my career there. <laughs> Drop your pants, <laughs> lost your job. Yeah, I might, yeah. I might have heard that story before actually. Yeah, <laughs> and. Uh, well, I guess a blessing in disguise after all. I like it, Ali, that you're, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're early days into the, into the start of this podcast and we, we, we had a little discussion about, you know, we've got to be careful. You don't want to incriminate people before, but you seem to have got straight into incriminating yourself. I, I, I really, uh, you know, it's really admirable. Well, no, yeah, I, because I, it is a blessing in disguise, right? Yeah, I, I can see how it can happen, right? You have a big week, you get a bit of commission, you, you know, let off some steam and celebrate and, Next yeah. thing you know, your pants around your ankles. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't happen to all of us from time to time. No, no comment. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was banned for, for Lois for, for, I guess, a year or something. And I managed to sneak in halfway through. And as I walked out, they said to me, goodbye, Oliver. <laughs> all right, I'll stick, I'll stick it out for a while. Um, so this was... Uh, these were the, this was my uh, my my career in uh, financial services. Uh, then I caught up with a well, I got to meet a meet a guy, British guy, and he was in uh, in, in financing mines. So there's a bit of a red line there, and he was into financing mines and and, and, and building structures, trade structures. Uh, and he, he asked me to to join him. We got a liking to each other, and he asked me to join him and, and that company. Very soon after, actually got acquired by one of the Indonesian surveying companies, which uh, which he and, and I got hired under. And uh, <clears throat> uh, I, I, I helped helped them set up a Singaporean startup in fuel fuel management services. And uh, after seven years of Jakarta, I realized that my career was plateauing and I, I wasn't going anywhere. 
I had to get out of uh, out of Singapore. And so I saw one of my colleagues at the time was setting up a setting up a company in waste management, also liquid waste management. I mean, I'm not talking about feces, but uh, oil waste management. And uh, yeah, I joined him, got back to the Netherlands, spent a year in the Netherlands, and uh, the deal was to go back to Asia after that year and develop the business from there. So, so that was, uh, yeah, that was my time in Indonesia. So that was what, 2009, you said seven, was it seven, eight years, 2009 to 2016, 2017? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. And um, what's quite a very, you know, financial services, plantations, agriculture. I mean, there's a few. Well, I guess I should have gone on to that year trip to New Zealand to sort of see where my horizon was going, but I didn't do this. I had to feel 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 the waters in a couple of a uh, couple of ponds do you, do, you, do you feel as though you missed out on something by not going to, to new zealand uh yeah yeah I, I probably did yeah probably yeah i think i think not having uh having a having the luxury lifestyle that probably missed out on that if going uh, if i went to new zealand i think so and uh have you been in new zealand ever or not yet no, no you still <laughs> oh, no, not made no. it <laughs> you haven't made it in new zealand huh no, no, no. It's just, it's just, uh, it's just off the beaten path. If you think the the, the jungles of Borneo are far, fuck. Look at look at New Zealand on the map. <laughs> Josh's face is priceless here. He's got nothing to say. <laughs> no, I was just considering. I've I've recently found out that uh, that uh, Ollie is also a a, a fowler. He's a, a a duck shooter. So maybe maybe one day we'll get you over to New Zealand for a proper duck shoot there, Ollie. Yeah, I would love to actually. I mean, uh, it has been on my uh, on my list. And my wife, she she studied in New Zealand, and and it's only got good things to say of the country. So yeah, I'm, I'm quite excited to, uh, to finally go there at some point. So I guess uh, so. Being Dutch, probably football was the sport. But but how did you get into cricket? Yeah. Or hockey, mate? Or hockey, I guess. Well, did I really get into cricket? That's the question. Or did cricket get into you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I, um, well, moving around the world and we, when we lived in some, as Trump would say, shithole places, uh, <laughs> this is a quote guys, hey, this ain't coming from my mouth. Um, there wasn't really anything else other than the majority expat sports, so, for example, when we lived in Syria, there was a there was a very big Dutch community because Shell was very active there. So, naturally, you did you did hockey. Um, there were also quite a few few uh, 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 Brits that did, that did their rugby. And uh, when I went back to the Netherlands after we lived in in Syria in Lebanon, sorry, I started getting into uh, baseball, and I was I was quite good at that. Um, played Dutch uh, uh, national level. Uh, and moving, and when I moved to Indonesia, there wasn't really any baseball. Now, my father has always been into cricket. He has his own cricket team, uh, which is which is comprised out of his old, uh, out of his teammates when he was 16, 17, 18 years old. It's called the Fellowship of Fairly Odd Places. And I'm sure we'll get into that later. And um, he he got into cricket again through through Taco, he, he knew Taco from his youth um, and invited us over and, and I sort of started to, to play cricket. And I, frankly speaking, I mean, the cricket is, 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 if not the most sociable game I've played uh, with the third inning, uh, gentlemen, gentlemen sport all around and everyone, everyone is nice to each other uh, on the pitch, a bit of, bit of, uh, what do you guys call that in uh, in Australia, John? They don't sledging. 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 Yeah. yeah. Um, which is fine. What do you call it in Dutch? Geauwehoer. <laughs> Jeez, I prefer the Australian version. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I've I've really really taken a liking to that. I really enjoy cricket. I'm I'm not really a good cricketer, but I enjoy watching it. I enjoy playing the game. And uh, I very much enjoyed the, the third inning, which I think cricket should be and is all about. Um, 
so yeah, that's how I got into cricket. Really, it was it was it was it was a lack of other choices. Uh, when growing up, my father never really never really pushed me to play cricket. Surprisingly, uh, considering that he loved it so much and still loves it very much. So growing up, were you a batsman, a bowler, neither fielder? Just you do have what? a good arm, though. He's, he's got. He was about to say. He's got a good arm. arm. I think he get, yeah, yeah. gets that from baseball. I think. Yeah. No, no. Growing up, I never played cricket. I just, I was just on the boundary, sort of, sort of trying. Yeah, I was probably three years old, but uh, <laughs> I get, I guess, I guess the uh, shamefulness comes in when, when someone asks you, are you, are you, are you a, a better or a bowler, and you've got to answer with, with an arm, a fielder. So it doesn't keep wicket. And yeah, and it doesn't keep wickets. <laughs> no, I do, I do, I do, I do. So, <laughs> so, so you're, you know, you've come up, you've come to Indonesia, you've been in Indonesia a while, you're, you're, you know, looking around for some sports. And, you know, you know, Taco Taco for the listeners is uh, another stalwart of Indonesian cricket um, up in West Java there. Um, many of us know him. So, I mean, you put, you're first picking up a bat and having a real go up at his place or? Yeah, it would have probably been. Yeah. So, so similar similar to Baldi's place, right? Um, Panchawati, Taco's also got a pitch um, off the back of his uh, lovely house there. But maybe, Ollie, you want to describe the pitch and, and the setting because it's, it's quite nice there as well. No, it's lovely. It's, it's it is a great uh, great place, and I, I think both of these guys have a uh, have something majestic to their uh, their pitches. Um, Baldy is is, is 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 very very serious on, on the whole thing, having cut down the, the the top of his mountain by twenty meters, I think, uh, in order to get a proper pitch in, and, and is really tr- looking to to sort of grow uh, cricket in Indonesia in that sense. Taco is, is a bit more uh, low skill, sort of uh, social cricket. Has a lot of the the local boys uh, that in the dry season come in the wet season come and play soccer, and in the dry season they come and play uh, baseball. So he's got this very old, uh, well, not very old, but this old-looking uh, wooden house right on on. Not on top, but somewhere halfway onto uh, to Punchak, which is which is the mountain ridge around Jakarta, and the drive is uh, is, is 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 quite uh, is dreadful until you come off the uh, the highway. It's like the uh, Chibubu drives from uh, from Jakarta. Yeah, but uh, I think you know that's that's the great thing, right? He's got this sort of long, this sort of like long house that sits in front of his pitch or behind his pitch, and. You sit on the balcony, you have beers. If you've gone all the way up there, you often stay the night. You, yeah, sp- yeah. Spinning yarns late into the night. And- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that porch is, is, is just fit for, for a bunch of blokes in, in white suits with, 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 these, with, these, with these white, uh, white hats, really from the, from, from the middle of the, of, the, of, the, of the previous century. Just sitting there smoking cigars and drinking whiskey whilst they're watching a game of cricket. Well, we, we, are, so we often still wearing whites, so we do look probably like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, look. <laughs> Looks pretty messed up, mate. No, he's, he, some... he's just got he's got great facilities, right? He's he's got the nets, he's got the swimming pool as well. He's got that veranda porch, whatever you want to call it. Um, it sort of wraps around. It's quite. There's a lot of space outside, so you can and enjoy he's the, got the pavilion. He's got a little yeah, pavilion, pavilion over there. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yep, yep. We've had yeah. over there, and um, you know, we've had some great days up there. We'll probably get into those a bit later. But you know, I just just want to say, I did play a game with Taco at Baldy's fairly recently within the last month, and I think you know he he was recovering from COVID. He was he's he's a fairly old bloke. He's he's you know, I'm not sure how old he is at the moment, but I tell you what, he was one of the better bowlers on the pitch. Yeah, I'd like to grow old like uh, like Taco. He was hard to get away. No one was. I think he, you know he went for almost nothing from his four overs, and uh, he yeah. bowled them almost consecutively. It was it was it was seriously impressive. Yeah, no, he, he is he's a good bowler, and he plays his games really smart. Um, he really shines when he when he bowls. And um, no, I think for the same for this for different sort of purposes. But he's done a lot of lot of great things for for cricket Indonesia, and as the barbarians, we've had it. Had some great times there, and, and 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 everyone that comes there has always been been welcome uh, to play the game and uh, and enjoy the, the scenery. So maybe coming into a, uh, we'll, maybe we'll come back to some of those some of those on field and off field highlights from games around Jakarta, both for the Barbarians in the JCA and also the various games at Tacos and 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 Baldi's place. But um, how did you then get introduced to the Barbarians? <laughs> how did I get introduced? I don't know. 
But what I do know is this: it's a bit of a murky, uh, murky time for me. Like uh, I said, I, I, I struck gold staying in Indonesia, and uh, my, uh, my memories are, are somewhat, uh, somewhat you, blurred. You lived a, a somewhat wayward lifestyle. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, I think um, I knew about the barbarians for a long time, and for the same reason that that. Uh, 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 Murphy's was my watering hole as well and uh, I knew Killian and I knew Barnsley very well uh, I knew Enzo uh, and I knew Hankin and I would like to say this because and Hankin has not been on so he will have the chance to defend himself but but I do really think that that Hankin is very racially motivated when when recruiting for the Barbarians because he's never asked me do you play cricket um, even though the Dutch did beat the English at their home ground in Lord. So it should have been a natural, natural question for Sean to ask, uh, considering what the Dutch have achieved in, in, in the history of cricket. It was never asked. Um, so I, uh, I, yeah, I just played, played, the, played the social games. And uh, I, I got to meet, uh, meet you, John. And that's, uh, I think it was 2000, 2013, 2000. Well, well, was it uh, you came to Indonesia 2012? Late, late, late 2012. So I, yeah, I, I met you very shortly after I arrived. Um, right. I think it may have been a Molly's or an immigrant sort of setup. Yeah, it was immigrant job. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was immigrant, and I uh, and and we we didn't talk to each other for 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 quite a long time. We were on different paths. We were yes, and um and and we got to we we caught up. I think it was in in in. Um, we would catch Aphrodite. up. We, we were yeah. in the same condo, uh, in the same place in, yeah. in Jakarta. So we would, we would catch up. We would catch up more frequently and say, well, come along. I think we were drinking with Barnsley as well. And we said, yeah, I think, I think you know, remembering back and, and it was a while. I mean, it's a long time ago now. But I remember Ollie was just sort of that, that, friendly, that friendly guy in the bars that you'd always see. Just, you know, it doesn't matter what night it was. He'd always be out having a few beers and, and whatever. And he was either out having a few quiet beers after a big night from the night before, or it's I'm having a massive night and I'm just getting started and revved up. And of course, you know, um, you know, for him and Molly's would probably turn into a dragonfly or a blowfish or whatever, um, you know, and, and or whatever, yeah, <laughs> whatever. Um, <laughs> and I think, uh, you know, and I think there was one night we went to stadium or something, and I was like, uh, <laughs> you know, I, you know, I'm just I'm just seven or eight years older than you, Ollie, and 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 I left this scene behind it. <laughs> you know, already. And I didn't really want to go back. So no, but I mean, there was nothing wrong with it, right? As I said, different pathways. And I think, you know, we still saw each other at, you know, pub sixes and, and, and tacos, you know, games at tacos place and, and everything else. And I actually don't remember how any, I, I can't remember who got you into the barbarians and, and I don't even know if you remember your first game or not. And if you performed well, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it was nothing, nothing bad. It was just, you know, you were into a different scene than, than I think I was. And, yeah, uh, yeah, and that was yeah, okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, no, exactly. no we, we got talking again. I remember that. We got talking again when uh, this was at Baldi's, one of Baldi's uh, tournaments, mm. I think. You, you were about to set up your um, deep fryer, uh, recycling uh, deep fryer. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The biofuel thing. Yeah, that never went anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was a failed, failed enterprise. Unfortunately. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of potential there. Who would have known there was a there was a fryer a re recycled fryer oil mafia that you had to deal with? I remember that. Uh, <laughs> oh, dark, very yeah. dark. It's not bad for your health either. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, okay. well, it's called renewable these days. I don't know. I don't know how how that would be. Call it the share economy or the cycle economy, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The closed you're economy. You're ahead of the curve, Baker, as always. Yeah, as always. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. No, so that's, that's really how I got into the, uh, yeah, that's how I got into the, into the barbarians. Uh, Sean didn't ask me for a change. We must Good have been day. pretty, I, I feel like we must have been pretty short, you know, one Friday evening and we go, fuck, having a look around. What about that bloke? Oh, yeah, it was, it was, it probably yeah. was, yeah. Did you bat? Did you bowl? Do you remember? Uh, didn't bowl, but. Well, well, the question got asked, right? Do you, are you a better or a bowler? So, and I respond about fielder. You naturally speaking, so they get put, put down the line, and uh, let's see how the day goes. <laughs> I, do, I do remember a few games at Chibabor in particular, where it used to be like you know for you know catching practice at the start. You know we'd like hit those big bomb balls out to you in the deep, 
you'd catch you'd catch them and then you just absolutely rocket these balls back on the full um, to whoever had the keeping pads on and then they yes. would throw it back to me and would belt it back out again. Terrifying like, backing up the stumps as the bowlers in. Oh yeah. If, if Ollie winds <laughs> up, ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that time I actually I uh, Did you execute a run out? No, I, I threw the ball into the uh, the square leg umpire's back. So the, the you know, the 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 batsman had sort of sort of oh. just shut it off there, and and this bloke just ignored it. He didn't even look around. Mm. Um, and in my hurry, I, I I was I was chasing the ball actually, so I was with my back to the to the to the to the uh, the uh, umpire. And um, as I picked it up, I I just turned around and I knew I was in line, and I just threw it as hard as I could back to the wicket. And this bloke was just standing there with his with his, with his arms behind his back and not even looking at the ball. And he just struck him right on the spine. And yeah, he was really swollen for uh, for a while. Well, you don't say. Yeah, <laughs> you're lucky you didn't yeah. hit him in the head, to be honest. Yeah. No, like well, they were still uh, we were uh, we were fielding, so they still had to go. So I guess it did help us uh, to some extent. Sopping him up. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sopping him up. <laughs> so, 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 what would be some of your on-field highlights then uh, uh, from, from from playing? Well, it's a short list, uh, John. I'm. Uh, I, th- I know. I know one that you're going to say, but. Uh, well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a social cricketer, right? So, if 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 there would be a gradation for social cricketers, I'd probably be right up there as a, as a great cricketer, but. Uh, in, in a competitive scene, I'm definitely not uh, not there. I think a couple of a couple of uh, on field again, right? I only started playing cricket when I was in Indonesia, and I never really had any any training. When I went back to the Netherlands, I did I did join a, a very good club in the Netherlands, the only international oval in the Netherlands, uh, right in the smoke of uh, of Schiphol, Schiphol Airport, beautifully beautifully positioned in the forest. And I started joining them and did did a lot of training and up my game a bit. But before that, it was pretty uh, pretty poor. I think some of the uh, the on field highlights in, in Indonesia. My highest score would have probably been at one of, at the at the Prabowo Polo uh, Club. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I scored. It was a sixes, uh, mind you, but I think I scored probably it was probably forty five something runs. Forty five runs. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was that that uh, that that uh, I, I was I was hitting everything like a baseball still. No, that. I remember I remember this now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. And uh, and that square leg was just so short, so everything would go for a six that I'd hit. So yeah, that was uh, that was good times. Um, so that was yeah, that was that was Indonesia. I'd say yeah, on that that would be it, mate. I, w- I would have thought your top score on tour doesn't feature. Well. Oh, we t- oh, okay. I thought we were talking about Indonesia. Anywhere. You want to broaden it a bit, right? Anywhere. We can, anywhere we can open it up. We can open it's, it up. It's such a slim, slim, slim list of, uh, of highlights. No, I think, uh, well, we all know that I was the top scorer at, um, at the tour in uh, Manila. I think when you say we all know, I think it, it's up for debate. But, yeah, I, I think we can give it to you. No, I think, I think we all know. And I think everyone is embarrassed as fuck. Uh, <laughs> and that sort of sums it up and actually I think that you guys have paid off uh, 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 a blocker uh, for, for, for running himself out because it was just getting out of proportion I was making all these runs left, right and centre and you guys would duck one or two runs and just being being bold or caught whatever it was and I was just I was, I was really on a, on, a, on, a, on a wave there and I was riding it and you guys uh Got what blocker you on your side. What did you score? Well, before blocker run, run himself out, uh, I was I was already up and, uh, on thirteen runs. And... Well, that's double what I last year. I thought it was six runs. Yeah, no, no, six bollocks. no. There's 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 a track record of that. There's probably a a uh, a, a picture of the. Um, I probably still have it because I was quite proud of myself. If you can find it, if you can find it, we'll uh, we'll post it along with the show notes of your top score. I'm pretty yeah. sure it was. I, I I don't know. I, my memory was hazy on that tour, but uh, I, I I don't know. I I somehow have six not out in my head. 
No, it was twelve. It was definitely double double digits. Um, I thought the whole team yeah, scored. I, I, I thought the whole team scored twelve. That's that's maybe where that's I'm getting. That's how bad from. it was. Yeah, yeah. No, it, was, it was pretty bad, right? We didn't get more it than was twenty. Bad, it was bad. And actually, I I do when you go on a cricket tour, I understand that drinking is a big part of it. But I, I do actually appreciate a good game. I'm therefore much of a proponent to 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 have the games in the beginning of the tour and then sort of let loose. Because you guys were smashed. I mean, Rogues probably had had the, had the best night in their history, and it was probably the best night. Even even if you if you compare it against month on month, right, that night made more money for them than it did in any month, any given month in their history. In all honesty, letting us sign our name on the ceiling there was the least that they could do. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and you guys is I because I, 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 on tour it's it's become an unwritten rule. But Josh and I share a room. We did that in Hong Kong. We did that in Manila. We did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. probably do that again. And and I just I remember I, I was on a hangover. Right? We were all we all were. I was feeling it particularly bad. And I decided to have a quiet night and, and went home early. And I remember Josh sort of, sort of stumbling in at five a.m. <laughs> And I was thinking, oh, you bastard, you just got, got me out of my last hour of good sleep because we all had to wake up, I think it was 6, 6.30. Far out. Oh, yeah, wow. And I went to that, uh, to that American diner uh, oh, yeah, yeah. after across the street. Uh, and boy, if, 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 it's actually it's quite a joy to, to see Burger Street uh, wake up in the morning. <laughs> Uh, there was one of our teammates that, uh, that that came strolling in and was all confused whether it was the right hotel. Uh, someone got picked up, not, not anyone from our team, but some people got picked up by the police. And it's a messy, messy place waking up to that. Uh, and yeah, then we got into we got into the buses. Had, had a, needed a long time to get ourselves organized. I think those buses were in front of the hotel for two hours. And Barnes is trying to organize this. Uh, trying to organize this and blocker showed up and he, he he had two massage ladies that came in and we had to fit them in these small, <laughs> in these oh, yeah, small... Yeah. He, he organized a sports therapist right and, and they yeah, came yeah. in just like you know like like we're a half pro team getting our hamstrings rubbed down before we oh, go out yeah, and play yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. that was great yeah but but he hadn't told us about this before and we had organized buses to fit the exact number of people on the tour. yes that's right, that's it, was, right. it was it was probably it was a two-hour drive oh that was, that was bad it was down it was in Cavite. Bad. it was so far away <laughs> and i remember somebody had to go back into the hotel and go can you give us a whole bunch of towels so we could take them to the ground and then we had someone had to put a deposit down for towels because they thought they wouldn't see them again and yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and it was this uh I don't know whether you guys know this term, but there's this uh, this uh, zero G airplane that uh, that uh, astronauts train in. It's called yeah, the yeah. vomit comet. Yeah, yeah. It goes I, in the I, hyperbolic. It goes in the hyperbolic yeah, arc. Yeah. 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 It goes goes zero in the zero G, so so, so the astronauts can train to, uh, a, a zero Gs. And um, I'll tell you, even though we were on the ground, it felt like I was on that airplane that morning. It was just disgusting. <laughs> but. You'd expect the guys, you know, sort of get it out of your system and 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 play your part, play the game. But uh, it was a very poor show of everyone, except for uh, for me, frankly. Not looking to brag, but yeah. Even though my the highlights on field, are, are I feel like sh- every every extra hour of sleep you got got you one more run, mate. So you you got you know extra five hours of sleep, five extra runs, you yeah, totaled up at six. So. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember that bus trip down to uh, in Cavite? Um, I think. Look, I was probably doing okay, and uh, until Simsy threw up in that bag in the back seat. I thought we weren't. I thought we weren't saying names, uh, John. No, I'm sorry. I have to call him out. I have to call him <laughs> out because because it was despicable. It was horrible. <laughs> it was the foulest thing I've ever smelled. Yeah, that's right. Oh, oh, man. oh, I I put that down to you know it, it, that just went through everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what's up with these guys. They just can't hold their um, can't can't uh, can't hold their booze. So, uh, Ollie, any other on-field highlights? Um, well, there's there's uh, <laughs> there's there's one on-field low light that ends up in an on-field highlight. Actually, there was a game uh, 
Well, like like you mentioned in, in the earlier uh, earlier minutes of the podcast, that I used to like the warm ups with the with the the fielding and catching the the the, the high balls. And uh, I was I was I was usually put on on square leg or or on the boundary then of, of square leg. And there was this one game where these balls would just be screaming at me, screaming at me, and they would hit my my palms and and I mean. No excuse for them. I should have caught them all, and they just dropped right out of my hands. And 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 and, and you can just hear on on, on the corner of the, well, not the corner, but probably the probably the body. For fuck's sake! And I don't need to say I don't need to say who would say that. We all we can all hear that voice, right? <laughs> we will probably still wake up in the morning, bathed in sweat, hearing that. For fuck's sake! You can't. Something like that, and um, well, yeah, it was Burgess. So <laughs> he then moved me over to the other side. These are all right-handed batsmen, so that this ball would have never really gotten there anyway on the other side. And and for some reason, I was just a magnet. The balls would come my way again, and I'd drop oh. them again. So it was a game where the ball was following you. Yes, yes, um, but it was also following you, John. You were in your traditional them. slip position. Yeah, was I catching and, them? And, and no, I'm I'm concurring with uh, with Simsy on this. So you were dropping one after another as well. I think that uh, game we had around. Yeah, I think that game we had eleven drop catches. So oh, yeah, there was yeah, it was Barnsley's. Yeah, the same game was it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was Barnsley. Was that was the second episode of Barnsley? Recollections may vary. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. And um, there was, and then at some point, I I did catch one of the balls, but it was it was. By far enough to to recollect my to, to sort of redeem myself. It was just a, a despicable performance from my side, and uh, we were towards the end of the innings. We were still doing all right, and there was this one ball. I think, I think it was, uh, I think it was Bruni that was bowling, and the ball just got smashed, and it just went. It, it, it had a big curve to it actually, but it went high. It went really high. And Burgess was on the boundary uh, on the other side, so right. So you, you'd have there would be then uh, long on, long on, long off, and Burgess was there by himself, and he just out of out of sort of anger, he just shouts, "Mine!" He knows there's no one around. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and with the smoothest action, he just catches that ball and. Sort of softens it up and throws it back, and 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 not soon after we 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 uh, we had wrapped them up. Even though, even though we had, we had, we had dropped eleven catches, at least eleven catches. Uh, so that game could have been a lot uh, could have been a lot shorter than uh, than it was. Um, but yeah, I think it's not really a highlight actually. If you if you drop six catches and then catch one, but. So you're saying we got this team out twice, basically? Yes. 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 <laughs> wow. I think that was also the game where I had organized the um, barbecue uh, after the game and everything was forgotten. Prior to recording this, I hadn't really thought too much about what I was going to speak about um, to you. But, you know, when you mentioned that we we share rooms on, on tour, I, I, you know, it's, it's sort of jogged my memory as to a few off-field highlights that I have. Um, you know, for, yeah. So I think for me, uh, you know, we, we went to Hong Kong, we went to, we went to Macau and yes. uh, we, we had done some serious, okay. ki- we had done some serious Kiwi admin and not booked a hotel. So uh, <laughs> essentially, <laughs> and we turned yeah, up yeah. and it happened to be, I think, you know, there was a, there was a replica of some very famous casino with an Eiffel Tower somewhere in, in Las Vegas being opened that weekend. And, Basically everywhere in town was booked, so you know we had a fuck. Yeah. We thought, fuck it, we're just we're just going to go to this place and just get a room. And we ended up getting Sam a, it was Sam, Sam Briggs. That, that's right. Yeah, yeah I think it was about, about five hundred bucks a night or something like that. It was it, it was quite a you know it was relatively expensive. It's more. Hotel. I remember it more. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, we got a we got a, a twin room, and they both had these these king size beds in them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and we get there, and we <laughs> and we go here like oh, you know. I don't even know if I'd really even stayed in hotels that much prior to that. And, um, you know, we, we've got this, but we've got a butler like for our room 
dedicated yeah. love butler. We, he was on the 24-7 dial. Yeah, yeah. We had a dedicated butler. And then, you know, I think, you know, a massive highlight for me was we got him in for something. I think we'd ordered some drinks or I can't remember what, what, what we got him up for, but we ended up uh, drinking a bottle of vodka and, and playing a game of cricket in the, in the hotel room and yeah. uh, teaching the butler how to play. And we basically had to explain to him, it's kind of like all, all we could get really is like, it's kind of like golf, just hit it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're sort of bowling towards the door and yeah, well, no, it was, it was great fun, mate. It was really good. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I, I remember that. That was, we, we actually, because we, the, there was a massive language barrier, but uh, we wanted to sort of get him, get him onto the, onto the, onto a game that we were, that we were potentially going to play, right? <laughs> yeah, we might have been a bit short. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And I think, you know, I, I think, you know, just thinking back also another, you know, probably maybe the biggest on-field highlight, off-field highlight from, you know, between me and you, I mean, like I said, we shared rooms in Hong Kong and... Uh, between you and me, mate. Bangkok, yeah, The yeah, whole yeah. world is listening. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I think for everybody at the club, um, you know, there was the day that we had that, that, that match up at Tacos and me and you turned up the day before. We'd organised a... Uh, we, we brought a whole pig and we, we got a spit roast pig going and uh, woke up early and got it on the spit and got all the Kampong boys to come help us out and... All the barbarians and a few others. It was a bit of a motley mix turned up, and we had a had a great day out at Tacos, and we. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Yeah, I mean that that was just that was just awesome, man. I think if you talk to a lot of the guys in the club, they'll say, you know, that that day particularly. I think there's some great photos of um, Bruni. You know, he he did some butchery. He used he to be a, a butcher's. Yeah, uh, when, butcher's he a, when he was when he was a young fella at a supermarket or something like that. So you know, we sort of gave that job to him and. Um, yeah, we played a lot of we played some good cricket up there, and well, it was just a great day, mate. Yeah. Well, actually, that's uh, I I was uh, I was working for the surveying company I was mentioning in the beginning, and um, every time I drove home, this was back in the days when there were still uh, Ojeks and they weren't Gojeks. Mm. Just a bunch of blokes sitting under a tree waiting for for better days. And um, I used to I used to drive by uh, Tanamira in Jakarta. There were all these. Uh, if, if, if you're looking to market yourself out of uh, out of an industry, Jakarta is the place to go because you'd have all these shops selling the exact same thing on an entire street. Is it toilet toilet bowls or, or, or fruit or whatever it is? They would and all be on the same bloody bicycles. street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Tanamira had this uh, this metalworking uh, uh, place, and, and I was driving by, and this whole thing started brewing. And you need to have spit roasts. Uh, proper game of cricket uh, and Taco was well up for it so I went there and I, I got them to design this rotisserie uh, rotisserie thing a uh, couple of design flaws in hindsight but generally speaking it worked really well that was great <laughs> and, and what I was thinking of doing actually I was, I was we, we had put the pig on and at, the, at, at one end of it I thought well we put just effectively put an entire roll of duct tape. It's quite a thick pipe, an entire roll of duct tape and put one of the motorbikes, put them in first gear against that duct tape in the back tire and friction will turn it around for eight hours. And, um, but that whole pit that Taco had, uh, I hadn't measured the, 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 the length of it. So that, that bar didn't stick out far enough for, for that to happen. Um, I did. I did have that in a contingency plan, and I had a. I put a manual uh, 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 crankshaft, I guess you would call it, in there. So, yeah, that whole that whole idea of the duct tape and a motorbike didn't didn't work out, and we had enlisted no. some of the local boys. Yeah, it was great. We just paid. I think we 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 paid them reasonably well. They just sat there all day with their fans and taking turns rotating it. I think we convinced yeah. a few of them that it was Bobby Hutan, and they weren't too worried in the end. Um, well, Haram didn't come that day. There is there is another memory that, uh, and you know, this actually links back to the early stuff you were saying about being a bit of a cowboy driving around on motorbikes with your diplomatic plates. I don't know why, but for some reason, you took my motorbike. I think someone was lost, and you drove down the hill to uh, for some reason, maybe to meet them and then bring them up. Yeah, and you got pulled over by the police, and you started uh, waving, you know. You pulled out your, your diplomatic key Diplomatic privilege. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. 
Exactly. And they said, you're going to be wearing a helmet. And you, you know, there's this great photo of you just like, you must have already met the guy. And then you just pulled the cricket helmet out of his kit. And uh, that, this is a great, uh, Josh, this is a great moment between us three because it, it, I didn't know that was your motorbike. So that was, that was your motorbike. That was my cricket helmet. <laughs> was it him picking you up at the bottom of the hill? Uh, no, so, no. So this is what no. happened. So, so this is the classic uh, one-way direction. Let's not let's not build a, a three-lane road uh, onto Punchuk. Let's just close down the traffic one yeah, way right. uh, for six hours a day. And John and and everyone else was stuck down the hill, and they didn't know the 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 back detour. Yeah. yeah. So I went down to to get them and and detour. Got onto the hill and, and started playing cricket. Uh, you needed a helmet. Well, yeah, yeah, we needed it. so needed a helmet, wore the helmet right up back to it, back onto the hill, and started playing cricket. Usually, generally, it was two hours after it was a planned uh, planned start of, of the game, and um, we had the local boys, of course, to uh, to to spin the pig. And the great thing was, I have not, I've never seen any. Any fielding positions uh, back then? Oh, sorry, I've never seen any any fielding positions for cricket uh, uh, before that game. So you, you'd have the the barbecue pit was was on the boundary of of, of uh, square leg effectively, and the wind was cr- coming across the same same line, slightly under an angle towards the uh, towards the uh, the bowler. And you just have guys uh, finding their their fielding positions in line with the the smoke curtain coming from the pig because it was just smelling beautifully. Right? You could smell this 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 crackling forming over a cricket pitch on a on a on a on a mountainside in uh, in, uh, in in Indonesia, and it was. Uh, Actually, it was it, it was if not one of the best nights I have had in Indonesia, because cricket came to an end at some point. The pig had fallen into the fire, and when the pig falls into the fire, the game stops. So we all ran up to the boys. The boys didn't know what to do. They didn't want to touch. Them. And I think uh, Josh and I we we fixed it up and put it onto that steel plate that that Taco had. Yeah. which was, was his barbecue. And we had put the steel plate onto, the, onto that uh, formation. And the coals were so hot that the steel plate started to heat up as well. And it just kept the pig warm for another hour and a half. And we, we finished the game and the pig was beautifully seasoned and beautifully sort of relaxed. Um, it, was, uh, it was Barnsley's farewell, actually. And Barnsley had the honors of uh, of putting the apple in the pig's mouth. Oh yeah, that's that's uh, right. Yeah, yeah, I remember that now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it an and, apple uh, or a cricket ball? I think we put a cricket ball in there. No, it was apple. It was apple for sure. Um, but 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 uh, <laughs> I I gotta tell this. So I I uh, other than this mechanism of spit roasting the 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 pig. I had a bit of a white lie to these guys as well because I, when I was in that metal shop, I said well, it's for a gumbing. Uh, you know the these guys, uh, they get all they get all aggy about these details, and um, so they thought they were making a spit roast for uh, for the uh, for the gumbing, and then I had to go and find a pig, and for some I, I, in in the in the cavities of. Of, of the internet, I found this supplier of Indonesian pigs, uh, uh, and I called them, and I said, "Well, I just I want a pig." And he said, "How how big do you want it? Twenty kilos or thirty kilos?" <laughs> we're we're with uh, we're twenty at max, so probably five of them don't don't eat pork. So yeah, no, ten kilos will do. And he said, "Well, do you want it alive or not?" I said, "No, I don't want it alive. You you you." You finish it off and and, and, and take out the uh, the intestine, the the guts. So he said, "Okay, uh, I'll be there tomorrow at uh, at seven 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 p.m. It was in the evening." And I, he called me and said, "But 
I, I'm here. I walk down, and he opens his trunk, and there's there's, there's a big lay on on, uh, on the newspaper. So, and it was a bit of a, yeah, I can't say it now, and it was a bit of a nasty thing. It had these antibiotic spray all over his eyes. It wasn't the best treated pig. Um, I did. I still have his number, and if I ever were to order with him again, I'll. I'll give him a couple of months heads up so that I want to sort of separate one pick and make sure he really treats it well. Uh, gives it gives it premium grain uh, so that it 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 it, it, it brings um, brings the best out into the fall. So I bring it up. I put it in my SC. I bring it up, and uh, I'm in my apartment and I realize this is not going to work. My SC is too small. And uh, so you have, it's a decent setting, but there's half a pig sticking out of, out of the esky. And uh, I'm thinking none of these blows. Well, other than, other than the fact that this guy, this, this thing won't, won't stay good for a night. Um, none of the, none of the, the Gojek by then, Gojek drivers will, uh, will, will take this uh, with them. So I went to a mate and, and borrowed his esky. And I, I put it over mine, both the lids open, sort of uh, perpendicular to each other. And a uh, bunch of duct tape. And the next morning, it's uh, it's time to uh, time to go. And I booked a, a go jack. And I think Ahmad uh, Ahmad Firdaus uh, Abdullah was uh, was assigned to my uh, to my trip. <laughs> So I'm pulling this 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 fake into the into the into the lift and um, go down and I pull out and and the security guards I there was this trick I used to do little side note I used to always buy every every month I I'd buy my the security guards at the condo I'd buy them Happy Meals or Big Mac meals whatever you call it and uh, I'd have the guy deliver it directly to these. Um, Security guards, and then twenty minutes later, they'd be at my door and they'd say, "I could do whatever the fuck I wanted," and these guys were just happy to help out. Right? It was just a way of getting them on my side. And I got out of the lift, and he stopped sort of pulling this massive S, these two massive S, he's a bunch of beers next to the bigger floors. And um, oh, but let me help you. I said, oh, "Thank you." So uh, we got to the car, and any uh, upper, I said, "Gumbin." And they all went. They all went. They like like a like a like a like a like a like a like an orchestra. They said, "Oh, man, <laughs> So got into the got into the cut. It was of course as usual. It was a, was a hours and hours drive to tacos. And Josh was already there. Um, and Josh, as he as he always sort of goes goes local and everything. He had, he was bare chested and, and, and you were wearing that skirt. What what do you call that skirt again? So, so wrong. Yeah, I, I know it's wrong, but what do you call them? <laughs> so wrong. All oh, right. <laughs> so yeah, you're wearing that thing and, 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 and we really really we really sort of put our minds to it and we cleaned off the, the pig and really took care of it and put it on the spit and went to bed. I think we had a we had a couple of drinks that night with Taco. Went to bed, and the next morning it was uh, it was party time. And uh, yeah, everyone came up. Some yeah, we got the, up. We got up early, and we got uh, got up early and got the coals burning and had it sort of humming by the time people started turning up. Yeah, because we we realized that thing had to burn for for hours and hours. Yeah, uh, there was. I wasn't there for the prep, but I was there for the end, and uh, it was a uh, Naxatali, very tasty. We had the plan to actually go back into Jakarta and, and party further there, but we all stayed behind. And I remember sitting on the porch, like like Josh mentioned in the beginning, that porch of, of taco where you just hear the crickets at night, and we started drinking there. And I think we sent the boys down four times for, for more beers. Yeah, I think the whole region of uh, of uh, what's it called again? Uh, Pasir Kalong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The whole region of Pasir Kalong had run out of beer, so they had to go all the way down to uh, Jawi 
to get the uh, to get the man. No, yeah, I remember that so night. Great. I remember that was a fantastic night, and I remember uh, Josh. Did you get a? Was there a banjo? There was definitely some guitar playing or a banjo. Yeah, yeah no, Taco, Taco, Taco's got a couple of guitars up there. I don't know if he had a banjo, but definitely, yeah, he's been known to get the guitars out. Yeah, for sure. Sort of, sort of remember a banjo for some reason. Or we listened yeah. to some banjo music or something. I don't know, but uh, that was a great night, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did a couple of those. We did a couple of with stakes and we did the, again, right, on the social cricket. So the, the third innings recollect more with me than the, than the stats. Um, so I, I mean, I think you know, I, just, I just I just thought of something, and this is sort of going back to tour. I, I mean, that, that's a great story, and yeah, I think everybody just remembers that so well. Um, I, I do have a question for you, Ollie, and you got to answer me honestly, okay? So if you're in a casino and you've got 19, and oh. uh, the dealer's got a six, do you hit? Yes. Or do you yes. Stay? Yes. Well, it depends if you're on a winning streak, uh, Josh. So you need to formulate your question. Uh, no, no, better. No, 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 Josh. It's a well-formed question. Go on, Ollie. It's a well-formed question. Um, are we talking about Manila or is this Macau? This is when. This is the night you were on a roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah. Look, uh, this was in that dodgy casino in Macau. Remember? Yeah. Uh, you, you were heading on like twenty. Constantly, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know when the dealer says, "Are you sure?" three times, and you go, "Yes," and you look back at him like he's a moron. I'm thinking, you know, yeah. I'm so close to twenty-one. Yeah, yeah. You're like, I'm only one card away. Yeah, guys, you're supposed to hit until you're past twenty-one, right? We're like, uh, no. <laughs> I used to remember that. I remember that car ride back to where the other casino. I think we went to another casino, but. I remember that car yeah, ride back, and we uh, it was it was oh, me we had a massive Baker debate about it. Yeah, we had a yeah, massive debate a... about numbers, and uh, yeah, yeah. No, but the other thing he did after that table to argue numbers. <laughs> but the other thing he did after that ride is we went and played craps. And oh, well, that was back at the hotel that you were staying at, the Hard Rock. I can't remember, but but I remember we we, we played uh, we played craps, and this was after he's uh, he's you know let's hit on nineteen and twenty, and I remember it was like. Okay, it's Ollie's turn to roll the dice. And uh, <laughs> I was feeling it. I was on oh, fire. That baseball yeah. arm just came out, yeah. came out of the blue and it was and, fired and, the dice. And, and, he, and, I, and I swear he almost took out a waitress carrying a tray of beers because these two dice just pinged across the floor. Um, and you can hear them zinging off bins and, and steel pipes and all sorts of stuff. And people were like, okay, this guy's not rolling again. Just, just pass the dice to the next person. And um, can, yeah. can you take a step back, sir, if you're not gambling? Um, yeah, I think I think you know I think what that comes down to is that we really pushed oh. the boat out like that night. Yeah, um, I, that was, was the last time I drank crabs. Yeah, <laughs> it was my first and last time. <laughs> I remember actually hitting one of the dice, hitting the uh, the chips. I still remember the chips that are sort of shooting up. <laughs> and the dealer was thinking, "What the? What's and the all, fuck?" Uh, there was all these angry, all, all these angry um, Chinese oh, nationals they were, were just oh. they, were, they were hating on you, mate. They were, I it killed was, the to heater. be fair, it was it was it was a tough situation to be in. <laughs> mm. Yeah, no, that was great. And actually, I remember that car ride back. Uh, we were in the car and we were going around that Macau Tower, uh, and and it was at that moment as well that I was, I was just realizing that you're out on tour and you're on tour with uh, not only teammates but. With people that you consider your, your your good friends by then, and not because of the tour, it's just because of, of, of the previous years, and it, it, they 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 are very special to me, uh, and I look forward to the the twenty twenty two Jakarta uh, Barbarians uh, re, reunion. Although we were planning a bit of a reunion last year before uh, uh, COVID hit. Uh, we had we had the, we had a, a cricket tour planned by uh, by the team I play for in uh, Singapore now. Of course, that blew out, um, but that would have been great. I was actually planning to uh, to uh, I, I tried this a couple of times and it always fell through because the, the economics didn't make sense. But I've got a Russian mate of mine in Jakarta, and he uh, he's into helicopters, helicopter transportation, and I always wanted 
to get the whole team onto a helicopter at, at Harlem or whatever and fly over to Boldy Zetakos, land on the pitch, have, yeah. have, have two speakers mounted on the skits, the Valkyrie. And land, get out, and, 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 and then ultimately drive back into Jakarta. But the problem was always that the smaller helicopters made sense. You could do that uh, financially. Um, but then you'd have to make so many trips. Yeah. So it doesn't quite... Doesn't quite. Uh, could, could you send it. the could you send the captain on the first on the first chopper? They do a toss. He radios in and goes, "Okay, guys, we're batting." Um, and then the next chopper, there's two guys padded up, and they just literally <laughs> jump out of the chopper and hit the crease. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that, but yeah. And then everyone else can come in, right? <laughs> I think Ollie would be upset because he'd be the last bloke on the chopper batting at eleven. So. <laughs> oh, he could be captain. He could have. Uh, he could have done the coin toss. All right, Josh. That concludes part one of our catch up with Ollie. We uh, we had such great, a good time uh, talking to him and catching up. We've had to split the episode into two. A lot of great content. A lot of great memories in there. What were uh, what were some of your takeaways? May I think just you know listening listening to a guy tell a story. Obviously, McClackers, as as we didn't mention his nickname, but we also call him McClackers. You know his transition from a, a young buck in Jakarta, a young degenerate, to a uh, you know, more mature adult degenerate as part of the barbarians. And, you know, I think it was really nice. And, you know, I think for me, the highlight from that last chat was that, that, uh, that day up at Tacos when we put the spit roast pig on, mate, that was, that was really, that was something special. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the, uh, and the comet vomit as well. We'll uh, yeah, stick and yeah. live on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Stay tuned. Cause next week we will have part two of our catch up with Ollie until then witness the fitness. You've been indulging in the Cutting Oranges podcast. Hosted by John Baker and Josh Von Vianen. A walk down memory lane of the good, the bad, and the ugly of the Jakarta Barbarians Cricket Club. Stories on this podcast may be embellished by the guests, and recollections of these events may vary. If you never look at an orange the same way again after hearing this, then we have served our purpose. Until next time, we'll get you to push back down to third band to save the boundaries from all those edges coming through. Um, for example, I don't know what I didn't know what Craigslist was, and uh, <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> and, uh, and Ollie Ollie taught me about about Craigslist to be honest, um, and yeah, it's just a marketplace essentially where you can. It's kind of like trade me or Gumtree in Australia, from what I can tell. <laughs> <laughs>